Parshas Vayeshev, from the Misa of Tamar, we learn that one should not in any circumstance embarrass anyone else. From the fact that Tamar refused to embarrass Yehuda and to say that she had was pregnant from him, even though she was ready to be burnt because of it. And from there the Chazal learned that it's better to fall into a furnace of fire and not embarrass your friend. It says the word mutiv, it's better. <laughs> Meaning, like Rabbi Rucham says, it's not a halacha mamash. Um, I believe Chasman says this. It's not a halacha mamash, it's an eitzit toiva. It's an eitzit toiva to sensitize a person to the point where he feels that any time one embarrasses another person, it's a maiseretzicha. It's a certain element of murder that's taking place. And when Khalila, if one ever witnesses and sees such type of embarrassment, it should be it should shake him to the core as if he had witnessed a murder. And how so much so more in Shalom Bayas, not the Chas Shalom cause embarrassment to one's husband, to one's wife, in any way. So that's one lesson from this week's parsha. Another lesson from this week's parsha. Yosef, to save himself from sin, what Hashem did is he showed him the appearance of the form of Yaakov Ovinu. We see that the image of a tzaddik, especially for the kedusha of the Avais and his, the face, which is Tzalem Alekim, saved Yosef from the sin. Sai Yaakov's form because of being a, a face of a tzaddik. Sai his mida of emes, to show that the amitius, the truth is, is that any taiva is fleeting, no matter how strong it may be at the time. And Yosef saw that emes when he saw the image of his father. That's the second lesson from this week's Parsha. And we too need to connect as much as possible to our forefathers. We may not see their physical image or know what they look like. But when we follow their midos, the chesed of Avraham, the yiras Hashem of Yitzchak and his tefillah, the Emes and the Rachmanes and the Torah of Yaakov Avinu. And that is how we save ourselves from the turbulence and from the Nesionis of this world. That is the second lesson in this week's Parsha. A third lesson in this week's Parsha, also connected with remembering the Avais. It says, Rashi says, It's from the deep council of Avram Avinu that he was told about the Bersa Ben Absorim. And that's here's where the Golis was going to start. But always with a mind connecting to the Avais as you're going into Golis. And that's the so much the importance of the Bracha of Shemayna Esrei, the first Bracha of Ezeicher Chazdei Avais, especially applying in our Golis. As we go through our Golis, what keeps us going is our connection to the Oves HaKadoshim, to the Chesed of Avram, to the Yiras Hashem of Yitzchak, to the Emes and the Torah of Yaakov. That keeps us going through the Golis. And that is the third lesson of this week's Parsha. Another lesson in this week's Parsha is you see that after, if a person was embarrassed or a person was brought down uh, from his Madrega, or was looked down upon, or demoted, or something seemingly negative happened. One needs to realize when they're, when they're down, and when they were kicked around, and they're in the bazillion, 
very often if you handle it right and you of uh, um you know recognize the hashkocha pratis of it and you machnia yourself then it is usually a step towards greatness how do you see that you see that number one in this week's parsha yosef he was hated by his brothers then sold as a slave then working by an Egyptian, and then being seduced by an Egyptian, and then being thrown into prison. All this was, was in, in, in a dungeon with a bunch of murderers and, and terrible people. And he was really on the lowest point of the lowest point of the lowest point. And nevertheless, he got elevated into becoming a king because of his tzitkas, because of his perseverance, by realizing, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samet, Hashem is always with me. Tamar, the same thing. She was disgraced. She was ready to get burned. And she was prepared to die. And nevertheless, you see that she became the mother for the dynasty of Beis David. You see, Rus also had humble backgrounds as a Giyaris. After the death of her husband, no one really cared for her, looked, looked at her, felt she was a foreigner. And they even had some Sanhedrin, you know, didn't realize the legitimacy of her going into Kal Yisrael. Mayavi this was not well known yet. And because of, despite all of those lowly beginnings, humble beginnings, she was to become also a mother of Kal Yisrael. And you see that through the history of Kal Yisrael. You look through Tanakh, you look through Chazal, you look through the Mises, through, um, you know, through the Dairis, that sometimes, yes, you have great people coming from great Yichus, but then you have people that are not necessarily coming. They come from humble backgrounds and they're not always appreciated. And you see how great they ultimately become. And another Nikuda, and I believe this is from Rabbi Rucham Lavavitz, but there are others that say it as well. And here's the tremendous yesoid of what it says. What is the shirish of the distance that caused the hatred of the brothers towards Yosef HaTzadik? They saw him from afar. From afar. That was the Nakuda of the sinner. The Erechayim HaKadosh is Miramis to this as well. They, they, they looked at him as a stranger. They did not look at him as a brother. They looked at him as separate. And that separateness caused sinner. And often, the sinner's chinam, that we have to be misakin in our door, comes from that fact. We see him from far. We see it strange. We were brought up in a particular culture in Yiddishkeit where it doesn't make a difference in what area you're born in or in that area you're in. It's natural to think that your way is the normal way and all the other ways are not normal because you're not familiar with it. So whether you're born in this particular Hasidic group or that particular Hasidic group or this particular Litvish group or that particular Litvish group or in a Zionist family or in a modern Orthodox family or in this community or in that community, everyone thinks, generally speaking, until they find, of course, the, the flaws in their own community, but they think, generally speaking, that their Mahalach HaChayim and the way they were brought up and that their, their concept of what Taira is or what Fromkeit is, is what it is. And that is the, the, the closest to the truth. People who are not Svardim look at the Svardim customs as very strange and alien to them, and the vice versa very often. Svardim look at Ashkenazim with some of their customs as being strange, not part of their Yiddishkeit because it's not part of their realm. And, never the, and, and, and that is okay 
if you learn to respect them all, realize each one has their unique path in Avedis Hashem, and that could create a tremendous connection. But what happens very often is the same idea. He saw them. They saw him from a distance. They look at it as a foreign element. And that's something we need to break. It's okay to have your own culture and your own mahalach in, in life and in Yiddishkeit as well. And it's okay if you're not familiar, you don't feel that comfortable in another one's um, circle. You didn't grow, grow up that way. You're not used to it. That's also fine. It's fine, but it should not be looked upon it with a critical eye, with a meirochaik, like it's a stranger. He's your brother. He's your brother. And you could find the common ground that connects all of us. The Tayag Mitzvahs Be'etzim connect all of us. The fact that we're B'nai Avram Yitzhak V'nach Yaakov connects all of us. The fact that we're all Rachmanim, Baishanim, and Goyim Lechasadim all connects us. The opposite of Ayiru Oisai Meirochaik. To look at each other as a brother, and that removes the Sinas Chinam. And then this particular point I br- I'm going to bring up, even though it's not connected as far as I could see that much to the Parsha, but I think I saw this in the Torah Tavlin, and it's a site from the Alta from Kelm, and it is a tremendous, tremendous concept that everyone here should listen to and pay attention to. And he says like this, he says, just like it's not proper for a wealthy person that because of his wealth, he would answer and respond to another person with an arrogance or with a chutzpah, with a azus, with a gaiva, because of his wealth. And that's not proper. The same thing applies in the reverse. It is not proper for a poor person to be exceedingly humble or think himself like he's dirt or be excessively um, um, feeling low about himself because of his poverty or because of the fact that he lacks money or lacks basic needs. To the contrary, he needs to elevate himself. Realize that his lack of money does not, does not take away a lack of intrinsic value that he has. And his oitzer of his treasure chest, of his soul, is there. And it needs to be valued. Whether other people value it or not, he needs to value it. And ultimately others will value it too. Similar to what many tzaddikim said in many different ways and from many different places, that just like there's a chiv to know one's own milus chesreinus rather, it's a chiv to know one's chesreinus, one's uh, negative traits to try to correct them. He is mechuyev to know his milus too, to know his milus and what he could do and what he could grow with. So he needs to know his milus, and the same thing over here. A wealthy person cannot be arrogant because of his wealth. He needs to be humble. But a, a, a poor person does not need to be crushed in his self-esteem or talk low or think bad about himself or disgrade himself because of his lack of money. He is to treat himself with dignity, with utmost dignity and preciousness. And his value is, 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 is infinite as a chelik elikami mal mamash. So these Yesaidites are very important in life. They're very important in Avedas Hashem. And it's so important, again, just going back to the idea of Shalom Bayis, same idea. You have to, you, it's, ten, it's normal to look at the faults of the other, human nature, I guess. 
but it's a chiv to look at their mailas. Your own mailas, but your husband's mailas as well, your wife's mailas as well. It's extremely important to uplift them, to see it, to bring out the potential. And that's a lesson from this week's parsha when at the uh, that they didn't see Yosef in the right light and ultimately later when he said on Yosef and they realized who he was and they corrected their error and they did tshuva for it they didn't know who he was but that is the tikkun of our tikkun what we have to do we have to realize who your husband really is who your wife really is the chilek of the kami malmana mamish who that other Jew is that Jew that lives in a different culture than you that may look different than you, may pronounce things different than you, may have a whole different lifestyle and culture than you, but he comes from the same Avram Yitzchak Yaakov as you do, and there's a chiyav to love him. Again, from day-to-day life, how much you're going to interact, there's no chiyav necessarily to, uh, you know, everyone has their own minhagim, and they do their own thing, that's fine, but it always has to come with a tremendous respect and derecheretz, for the other and for their culture, and they all are ways of serving the one HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Echad. Have a wonderful Shabbos.